This show may contain strong language and sexual content. If you're a minor looking for information or help without all the grown-up stuff, visit our website at mygayagendapodcast.com for resources. This episode contains discussion of misgendering, systemic oppression, reptiles, and there's some thunder sounds sort of toward the end. It also contains discussions about the LGBTQIA community, but you probably figured that out already. It's right in the title. Monday, we're super gay. Tuesday is also gay. Wednesday is still pretty gay. And Thursday, I have a night class. Friday, we continue to be gay. Saturday is the gayest day. Sunday, yeah, it's still gay, but we also record a podcast. Hello and welcome to My Gay Agenda, an investigative podcast where we interview the queer community and plan our world domination. My name is Jen. My name is CJ, and we are your co-conspirators in trying to figure out whatever it is that cisgender heterosexual people think it is we're doing. Uh, But CJ, what's on the bi schedule for today's episode? We're talking to Nico, and then we're going to play a game. Hi, Nico. Hi. How are you doing today? I'm good. Uh... Drinking coffee, having a good time, honestly. Mm, lovely. <laughs> we catch a lot of our guests at that sweet, like, coffee drinking time. Except we don't have a consistent time where we record, so I think we're all just take, uh, drinking coffee consistently. I just drink coffee all day. It's terrible for me, but can't stop. Love that bean juice. <laughs> uh, it's like that one is there like that meme where someone's like uh, where it's like Google Maps says it's a 15 mo- minute walk me a caffeinated gay okay so a 12 minute walk <laughs> I mean I just got I got Womanator by Britney Spears going in my head all the time mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. keeps that tempo keeps it up <laughs> yeah yes don't we all have Britney Spears going on in our head like when you get down to it yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's just what being gay is. It's having Britney Spears stuck in your head and anxiously overcaffeinated. Mm-hmm. Accurate. Oh. Even on the days when I'm not drinking caffeine, that's accurate. I, I don't even drink caffeine, but I'm still like, yeah, that's just how, how it is. <laughs> Damn, it really be like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just innate to us. It's it's more of like a, a spirit. It's like an energy. Yeah. All right. Uh, so tell us about you and your queer journey, Nico. Okay. So I figured out that I probably wasn't straight around the age of 12. Uh, that was wild because I grew up and am still like, I grew up in a Christian household. I still go to church and stuff like that. Uh, but I never was exposed to anything gay. My parents aren't even homophobic. They just, like, were always like, eh, whatever. We're not going to talk <laughs> right. about that. And then I went on a road trip with my grandma, and then that was about the same time that I had actually gotten, like, really into being on Tumblr. And so, of course, like, you see all this shit, and then you realize, like, oh, I might not be straight. And then your grandma, the next day, almost as if she knows, says something about lesbians. And I was like, oh, my God. Okay, well... I'm just going to take the secret to my grave. This is fine. Uh, Yeah, my first exposure to anything gay was on fanfiction.net with a Harry Potter Percy Jackson crossover fic where Harry and Percy were in a relationship. I was so surprised and so whatever that I clicked out of the fic immediately and was like, what the hell? (laughs) 
Mm. Yo, godblessfanfiction.net for all of the gay people that were created from that. Mm-hmm. Like, really though. I and like some of the more like dare I say nuanced queer stories. Like, a couple years back, uh, when I was less familiar with polyamory than I am now, I read a uh, fanfic that was The Three Caballeros of of Disney fame, but they were in a polyamorous relationship. But, like, the writing was, like, so beautiful. Like, it it was all just very romantic. Like, there there was no sex in this fanfiction. Like, I need to make this 100% queer. No sex happened. It was all just them loving each other so much and also convincing Uncle Scrooge to stop being homophobic. <laughs> That's canon now. I read the sentence with my own two eyes. It's 2015, Uncle Scrooge. <laughs> And that's how I knew. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'm pretty sure fanfic is where I saw, like, the first... My first gay stuff as well. <laughs> but for me it was Kingdom Hearts fanfic, because I was... Oh, yes, of course. There, yes, yes, yes. So it's all sort of Disney-related. I mean, except that... I. Not yours, Nico, because I don't actually think Harry mine Potter was because Percy. Percy Jackson is a property of Disney Hyperion Books. Oh, really? Oh, Percy Jackson and then the Kingdom Hearts Four win. <laughs> so, no, I was gonna say like, oh, that's so cool. That's all connected. I'm like, no, no, Disney just owns everything. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> almost like Disney is a monopoly. Yikes. Weird, right? Can't really chalk it up to coincidence when they own literally all things. <laughs> wow. Uh, so, so you read the, the Harry Potter and Percy Jackson fanfic? Yes. And then, of course, I was on to DeviantArt because it's very hard. <laughs> oh, my God. I actually take all of this back. My first fandom and therefore queer experience was at when I turned 11 on fanpop.com. It was like this proto-Tumblr type thing. Let me actually see if it's still even a thing. Holy right. shit. Fan pop. Yeah, an investigation is afoot. I don't think I've heard of this website. I don't even know how I found it, but I did. Yes, fanpop.com, fan clubs for everyone. This was like this weird website where like it was Tumblr before Tumblr was a thing for me. And oh. it had just, like, you could do, like, clubs for every fandom you were in. It's how I found one of my favorite fan fiction writers ever and, like, all this stuff. And then I was like, huh, some people are linking out to fanfiction.net. That's weird. So I looked at that and then DeviantArt. That's actually my first queer experience was fanpop.com when I was 11. Holy shit, I haven't thought about that in years. <laughs> Well, great news for all curious listeners. I just went on fanpop.com and it's alive and it's thriving. I mean, they've got stuff for Stranger Things 3 here and The Lion King, like the new I saw. Like they're they're still going. So, I've I'd never heard of that website in my entire life, but I guess this episode is sponsored by Fanpop. <laughs> uh if they want to throw money at us, then uh yeah. I'd like to Let's think go. Fan Pop and Live Journal had a baby, and the baby is Tumblr, but Fan Pop is outliving both of them. 
Oof. True. Uh, I mean, rip. <laughs> rip. That's all R. I can R. say. peace. Yeah, so I got a Twitter when I was 15. Like, I had a Twitter already, but I got, like, a Twitter where I could be openly queer at 15. That was when those hmm. uh, blank agenda Twitter accounts were big. I don't know if you guys were there for that. So it was all the these, like, what accounts? The agenda accounts. So it was, like, the gay agenda, the bi agenda, the trans agenda. Like, all these agenda accounts, even for, like, a lot of, like, the more, like, um, uh, Mogai-esque, like, uh, more specified uh, gender and sexuality experiences. Like, all right. of these accounts. So I made my... I made at Queerly Departed when I was, like, 14 or 15 to be openly queer on the internet because I was like, hey, I want to talk to these people about my experiences. Uh, yeah, I think I tried coming out for the first time at 16. Uh, it was my sophomore year of high school. That was rough. And <laughs> uh, I was going by Sean at the time. Uh, that was a that was a bad name. Uh <laughs> And then uh, settled the next year on Nico, and I've been going by Nico using they, them pronouns ever since. I'm uh, 20 now, after a lot of therapy and a lot of, like, realizations about uh, that it's okay to be myself, and also that I just stop giving a fuck about other people's opinions. And a lot of therapy, again, a lot of therapy. (laughs) I am actually a fairly functioning, healthy-ish 20-year-old, almost 21-year-old, uh, living my best life, which never thought I was going to make it past uh, 16, so I think I'm winning at the moment. Hell yeah, yeah you got are. that beat by four. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's so, I, I feel like we keep coming back to, like, to the internet as a queer space, mm. just because, like, it was back when the internet was starting, and, like, we sort of think that, like, oh, now that people can be, like, more out and stuff that, like, publicly that, like, the internet's less of a queer space and it's like, oh, no, we're still, we're still using it for literally that purpose. Right? Like, there's still baby gays figuring out their shit via, like, I guess it's archive of our own now or oh, Tumblr or all that stuff. Like, they're, they're still out here like, oh, whatever, at 12, 13, 14, like, mm-hmm. huh. This is the thing, and that's uh, beautiful, I think. Terrifying, Absolutely. but beautiful. I mean, it's like, on the one hand, it's like, now even ten-year-olds can join the discourse. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> but on the other hand, like, uh, uh, Jen and I just performed at a uh, uh, queer library event a couple weeks ago, and the amount of, like, young children with, like, genderqueer flags and, like, all of that, and I had not even known about genders outside of the binary when I was, like, 18. Like, it took me forever, and I was on the internet. But, like, now that it's so much more accessible, like, all of this knowledge, like, you've got, like, all these kids who, like, are in the internet age who are able to find this stuff out a lot quicker. And boy, it would have saved me a lot of fucking trouble. So, mm. like, kudos to them. Right? Mm-hmm. I just got into a big discussion with a family member a little while ago because they were trying to convince me that the internet is bad, actually. <laughs> and I was like, cool. okay. You have a bit of a point. 
I was like, hey, as a queer person, like, it really helped me out. And they were trying to tell me that it was like, oh, you would have figured that stuff out about yourself, like, eventually, because, like, you could meet other other queer people or, like, read a book. (laughs) I was like, um, no, no. And then, yeah. Like, yeah, let me check this, like, uneditable static uh, resource. Like, I have queer theory books dating back to, like, even 2010 that it's like, all right, well, this is useless now. <laughs> yeah. We're constantly learning. <laughs> so it's constantly right? changing. Like, it's crazy how just, like, you know, as more people have a voice uh, via the internet, more people can speak out on their experiences. It gives us even more of an idea of what's going on and, like, yeah internet bad because like (laughs) Mm -hmm. internet bad (laughs) but also (laughs) it's great seeing like all these people having a having the ability no matter what their age to like learn and like meet people outside of their experience and stuff like that and that goes for everything but also like a lot of people uh i know even who are like oh i'm pretty sure i'm cis and or het just because i have like what else is there like now they're learning. There's a lot else to it. Like you can you can be a lot of things, and I love seeing people discover their identities, whether they're like ten or in their fifties. Like it's cool. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's just like generally speaking, such a disconnect people have between like the internet world and like the offline world. Where like oh, I'll see people yes. post things on Facebook, like. LOL, why is Facebook, like, everybody on Facebook is, like, acting so wild right now? And it's, like, those are all people you know, right? Because that's the point of Facebook, correct? Is that you're connecting specifically with people that you know? So it's not about Facebook being wild right now. It's about your friends. What are they doing? Check up on them. But, like, bringing that back to the queer stuff, it's, like, you think that, like, the, like, queer issues and, like, queer things are just, like, happening for no reason because the internet, it's, like, no, these are people who need words for experiences that we're having. I hate when I see this thing where it's, like, well, everybody's gay on the internet now because it's a popular thing to be, and it's, like, no... There's always been queer people, trans people, etc. Um, like throughout history, words have changed for it, terminology has changed for it, the way it presents has changed as time has gone on and society has changed and all that. But also now people have a way of mass communicating with a way bigger audience than ever would have been possible even like 30 years ago. So it's amazing mm-hmm. to see, like, this shift because people are like, oh, man, everyone's getting on the internet now just because it's trendy. And it's like, no, people just finally have words to say and a place to say them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know about YouTube. I started questioning my gender for the massive sociopolitical benefits. And also Tumblr told me to. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Tumblr made me a dirty but- commie and also now I'm trans. well yeah thanks a lot (laughs) thanks tumblr Uh, anybody who feels like there's some sort of like benefit to being trans or like thinks that it's like the popular thing to do 
come on and stop by my work where I talk to hundreds of people from all over the world every day. It's not popular and I get misgendered all the time and it sucks. Mm. <laughs> uh, if like, anybody I promise you, it's not hip. If anybody at work keeps telling me I'm going into the wrong bathroom, I'm going to just scream. Mm. Just oh scream. My God. Right there on the floor. <laughs> I work at a call center where people can only hear my voice. That's rad. Mm. Oh, yeah. I work with kids, and that is like a blessing and a curse. Mm. Kids make me laugh. They're hilarious. They are a trip, certainly. Um, <laughs> and they'll accept, like, they're, like, they get it if you give them a chance. But also, I work with kids sometimes in areas that are not the most politically open. And you can tell mm-hmm. that their parents and family have already sort of, like, closed Sorry. their minds a little bit. Yeah. And it's so funny to just be like, I'll be like, all right, I want to meet you all. So let's go around and say, like, your name and your pronouns. And, like, they're just, like, so confused for a moment. And not even grammatically. Grammatically, they understand what a pronoun is. <laughs> right. But Though I've also met people who are confused by the concept of pronouns. Yes. Like, I guess when you're fluent in English, there's just a lot of grammatical stuff that one takes for granted. It's also, like, a bad language, but, you know... <laughs> <laughs> It's been it's just like not good. I have this one eight hundred they them shirt that I wear to work on Fridays sometimes, and people are like, "What does that mean?" I'm like, "They're my pronouns," and they're like, "You're what now?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah." Like I know, I know American public education is bad, but it's not that bad. I didn't think. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Sometimes, like, I'll wear like my they them pronoun pin, and somebody will be like, "Oh, she uses they them," and I'm like. What? Uh, it's like, it's on site. That was... Uh, how do you mess up that bad? Uh, how do you just do a 180 like this? Right? How how you fuck up that bad? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have kids who, like, almost get it. Where you'll go around and they'll, with, the, like, with the pronouns thing, and there'll be a kid who's like, alright, um, pronouns, um... He, they, I, we. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, that's so cute. That's really adorable. Like, just want to make sure I have all my bases covered. It's appropriate to use I. Yeah, and like, they, they understand. They're still only saying ones that apply to like them. Right. But like, I'm like, no, 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 I get it. But that's that's actually really funny. Like, I love great. kids. <laughs> that's very good. Oh my gosh! Uh, one time I was listening to a D and D podcast where um somebody was playing like a hive collective, mm-hmm. and uh, their character used we us pronouns, and I was like, "All right, nice, fair enough. I'll take it." <laughs> Listen, when you're desperate for queer representation, anything's gay. Right? That's true. So, uh, Nico, what is something you want to tell cishet people for the very last time and then you never have to hear about it again? Just because I wear makeup and skirts doesn't make me any less trans than I was yesterday when I was wearing button-ups and a tie. And also, I'm not a guy anyway, so it wouldn't fucking matter even if I was. And also, I'm not a girl. For the love of God, stop asking me questions and fuck off. (laughs) 
<laughs> I need that entire statement as my ringtone because same. As you were saying it, my brain was interpreting it like visually as like a bulleted PowerPoint. <laughs> bam, bam, bam. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh my god. Hard agree. Hard agree. Yes. All of that. Yes. I want a sign like on a sandwich board that I can just wear everywhere god, I go. God, I'm gonna put that on another fucking shirt. Please. <laughs> I make pronoun shirts, also like other shit, but I do also have pronoun shirts. I bought a store on Teespring. That's gonna go on another one. I'm gonna listen back, get that one specific quote, and just put it on a fucking shirt. The minute you do, I'm serious. Contact me. I will purchase it. Okay, I will. Like, yes. Yes. <laughs> I liter- I already have a shirt that straight up says I'm not a woman, so... Like, any reminders that I can give people mm. would just be icing on the cake. The It's almost gotten comical at this point because I decided, like, if anybody uses, like, at work, if I'm talking to a patron and they use, like, oh, like, the lady over here or the girl over here, I'll be like, oh, I'm not a lady or, oh, I'm not a girl, politely, but I'll still say it. And then people will be like, oh, sorry, uh, sir, sir man, sir guy, and sir I'm like... <laughs> I had somebody, like, upon me correcting them yesterday, say ten other, like, male gendered things to compensate, and, like, every single time it happens, I'm just, like, close enough. I give up. (laughs) That's, mm, the cis definitely do that thing, where it's like, oh, you're not that, you must be the other. (laughs) Right? Mm Mm-hmm. I'm either a grown woman or a 14-year-old boy. No Mm -hmm. in between. Mm -hmm. No in between. Because clearly, if I look like this with my baby face and I sound like this, then if I'm that, if I sound like that, but I'm also saying, you know, not a girl, then clearly I must be tiny man. And then I get ID'd for stupid shit. I'm like, I'm 20. You don't need to ID me for this. God, living in Germany was fucking wild. Because people would ID me for even, like, beers and stuff. Mind you, legal drinking age in Germany for beer and wine is 16. I got ID'd <laughs> buying beer. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just curse your youthful countenance. <laughs> I'm either a grown woman and older and look older than I am, or I am a tiny high school boy. Mm. No in between. <laughs> yeah, same, 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 same. They just, I don't know. <laughs> I think, I want to, like, make a comic strip of a cis person picking up, like, I don't know, a ferret or something and being like, what a great cat. And someone's like, oh, that's not a cat. They're like, oh, I'm sorry. What a great dog. <laughs> Honestly. There are, I there need are that. Other options. <laughs> I ditto my statement about Nico's shirt. <laughs> Make it happen. All right. You make the shirt. I'll make the comic strip. Let's just have a... Um, let's just make a zine. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. The cis are wild. They're, it's just... It's wild. It's wild out there. Cis gay people, too. I swear. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like, any, yeah, any, yep. any cis queer people, I'm like... 
you are not you are not exempt from this just because you're not straight. Like you still contribute to this shit all the damn time. Mhm. Mhm. God. I, yeah, the amount of cis queer people who I've had to talk to them and be like, "Hey, like this isn't cool." And they're like, "Oh, well, I'm queer." And I'm like, "Congrats, me too. Like we're all fucking gay. Like you're still not allowed to be transphobic." Right? <laughs> God, cis white gay men, honestly, the worst. <laughs> yep. Being marginalized in one way doesn't mean you can't marginalize others. Mm. Mm-hmm. There's different levels and different categories and shit. <laughs> Weird. People can be more than one thing. <laughs> it's almost like systems of oppression and power intersect. Yeah, it's the darndest thing. Who could say, besides everyone all the time? <laughs> right. No one ever listens. It's super cute. I, we love it. I like this bonus going off of the things you want to tell cishet people for the last time ever. We now have, like, the bonus side category of things you want to tell cisqueer, cisqueer people and never <laughs> hear about it again. I can just like, keep going. Too. I can just keep going. And for the whites... You can keep going. Keep going. We will be here a very long time if I keep going. Needless to say, queer community is a kind of a wreck. Cis people are terrible. The intersection of queer cis people is wild. Some of them incredibly chill. Some of them... (laughs) Whatever the opposite of chill is. Unchill. Unchill. I don't know. (laughs) The point is, get it together, everyone. It's good. It's good advice. Generally. I think so. Right? Just get it together. <laughs> Just stop. Unless people are being actively harmful, find your own damn business. Mm. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Nico, what is on your gay agenda? My gay agenda is own a lot of reptiles, drink a lot of coffee, snuggle with my partners, smoke some weed sometimes. It's a very simple agenda. Those are all really good agenda items. Heck yeah. Can I ask what kinds of reptiles? Yes. Uh, yes, please. Okay, so I love snakes. I watch uh, a lot of, uh, like, snake YouTube videos again. Uh, like, there's uh, Snake Discovery on YouTube with um, this lady, Emily. She's really nice. She has just two rooms full of re- Like, she has a reptile room, except for it's expanded now. So she's got two full rooms with massive racks of just, like, snakes and legless lizards and different types of lizards. They have a tank of turtles. They have a rescue alligator. It's fucking wild. I just, I've been really into reptiles since I was a kid. Like, I wanted to be a herpetologist when I was, like, eight. And so I just really like snakes. Unfortunately, my dad is deathly terrified of them, so I've never had a reptile in my own home. But I'm house-sitting mm. at the moment, and they have, among other things, a gecko. He's a stinky man. He bit oh. me once. Oh. I love him. <laughs> I have, like, this weird crescent on my, like, right here from where he bit me. Because he was trying to run away, and so I picked him up, and he was not pleased. Mm. It's understandable, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I just I just want a lot of snakes. That's- that. That's a great goal. Yeah. I mean, I'm personally, I personally like snakes as well. I always get nervous, like, going into a reptile room, like, at a zoo or something, because 
Um, sometimes they just count tarantulas as reptiles, and I'm very unchill with tarantulas. Mm. Yeah, but fair. Whenever I get into a reptile room that actually has hundo percent reptiles, I'm I'm living and I'm alive. I would die for any one individual alligator. <laughs> Mood. I love them so much. I love I love when um when like the reptile houses or like a zoo that has gators has like the um little window so that you can see them under the water too. And, yes. Mm. And they've got like their feet on the floor, but they've got their arms up like a little dinosaur so that they can peek above the water. It's so good. Yes. I die. <laughs> They're um, so a, good. They're so good. They're so good. Oh. In a previous episode, we discussed that all dogs are allies, at the very least. Yes. Do you think all reptiles are allies? Oh, yeah. A lot of them have, like, a lot of the. They're not just allies. They're also trans. Like, so many reptiles are either hermaphroditic or they are noted to change sexes and stuff like that. Like... Come on. Hell yeah. Trans, reptiles, for life. All of them. Okay, I'm I'm very pleased with this. This revelation, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Jen is now adding that to their gay agenda. Yeah. Snakes. Meet all the trans reptiles and high-five them. Those that can have high-five, I guess you can't high-five a snake. Okay, they'll do their best. <laughs> It's like that, now I'm thinking of that meme where they're like, if dogs wore pants, would it be like this or like this? And now I'm like, if a snake give high five, would they do it by their tail or by their tummy or by their head? Chest bump, they chest bump. <laughs> <laughs> they get up and they just knock into each other. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Nico, you're an expert. Do you know how snakes give high fives? I'm thinking about this now. <laughs> Very pensive. We've sort of become like half an animal podcast, and frankly, I'm not bothered. I'm I very mean, okay with it. Probably with their tails. Oh, man. Yeah, now I don't know. Snick. This is a legitimate question that I'm asking now. I, it, tails would take the least amount of effort, I think. It'd just be like a little... Whoop. I think there's a compromise here where that they would high-five with their tails, but enough of them are bros that they also chest bump. I like it. <laughs> Show me snakes wearing, like, backwards baseball caps. <laughs> As Jen desperately tries to remember what masculinity is. <laughs> Look... On my mask days, that's what I wear. Backward baseball caps are just lesbians. I mean, listen, my my knowledge of what masculinity can be is now so expansive. I'm like, these fucking bros, they're out here with their crop tops and their dresses and their lipstick and their everything. Like, they got their guy liner on and they're ready to go. And that's why I got kicked out of the last Super Bowl thing I <laughs> Look, on Ooh. on my boy days, it's all backwards baseball caps and craft tops, so I might not have the best idea of what it is. 
That's when I feel mask, so. Um, my, it's, it's now storming around here and a big old thunder crack just happened. I don't know if anybody else heard that, but now I'm thinking that maybe thunder is not an ally, which is rude. I did Um, hear that. Yeah. No, I had one too. I live in a desert, so there's no rain, only dying. Mm -hmm. Actually, there's a massive fire burning out on the base of the mountains that's contained, but it won't go out until monsoon season hits, which is when we get like our rainy season. But we um, haven't actually had a good monsoon season in, like, years because of climate change, so who knows if it'll rain or not. They're talking about They're talking about it might not hit till the end of July, and I'm like, I don't think it's going to rain at all. Uh, is this just any of those, like, big monster movies that they're like, in order to defeat the Moth Boy, you have to go get Godzilla? The Moth Let them Boy. fight. <laughs> I forgot what the other they were big mudos. monsters are. In Godzilla 2014, Godzilla fought two Mudos. Mothra's Godzilla's girlfriend. Mm. And, and the, yeah, and the one that just came out, there is a Mothra, but yeah, everyone online tells me that she's a trans queen. She is. And that's literally all I know. Mothra, I trans queen, girlfriend to Godzilla. Yeah, I'm here for it. I just watched it. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I am I an expert on about. this and Mothra, trans queen of my heart girlfriend of Godzilla <laughs> Godzilla yes. also a reptile therefore also trans and um, an ally yes, agreed yeah. Godzilla is just a single mother doing her best yes, didn't the, the, the like 2000 era Matthew Broderick one switch up Godzilla's gender I don't know. I just still can't fucking believe there was a Godzilla movie that starred Matthew Broderick. Yeah. They like, also, like, weirdly made Godzilla, like, super skinny. <laughs> I, I take much more umbrage with that than any other decision made. I can't believe they fat shamed Godzilla. Godzilla's thick. Let them be. Four C's. <laughs> Four C's! Yes. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Alright. Uh, now that we've squared away Godzilla. Uh, Jen, you want to lead us in a game? Didn't we just do it? <laughs> Was that the game? No, but oh my goodness. Hello, Storm. Yeah, no, the Thunderbolts and lightning. Very, very frightening me. Galileo, Galileo. indeed. Yeah. Um, okay. So we just had a delightful conversation that I think had strong my gay agenda game energies. So if we could just keep that ball rolling. All right. Um, We had to figure out some time zone stuff to get this interview going. And for some reason, every time I think about time zones or even just hear the phrase time zones, uh, my brain thinks about like time travel, which I mean, traveling across time zones is probably the closest we've got. Right now. It is still the morning for Nico. Yeah. Yes. So. Which I'm just now realizing explains why they were drinking coffee. Wow, God, I'm so. I mean, I would have been drinking coffee if we'd had this interview at 5 p.m. my time anyway, so. Fair. Fair. fair, fair. I just drink a lot of coffee. (laughs) All right. Uh, Fair enough. So in my speculations of time zones and time travel, um, 
we uh, at My Gay Agenda have uh, decided to take over a lot of things and we've planned like a My Gay Agenda TV show and a My Gay Agenda um, sports team mm-hmm. <laughs> and Fighting stuff. Aiden. Uh, so I'm like, what if also the future? So <laughs> I was hoping you could help us uh, predict just an extremely queer future. Okay. So we can discuss things like um, transportation, you know, like jetpacks, hoverboards, all that. What's the gayest version of that? Uh, robots. What will robots do? Are the robots gay? Fashion. Government. Things like that. Like the Jetsons, but like less heteronormative. Right. Well, first of all, of course the robots are gay. Sorry, I shouldn't have even asked. What the fuck is the point of a robot that isn't gay? <laughs> See, I keep trying to ask that question about everything, but then my partner gets displeased. Have, have you seen, it was going, since we talked about Tumblr, there was this text post that went around on Tumblr, and it was one of my very favorites, where somebody had had a dream that they built a robot, um, and then somebody was interviewing them about it, and they were like, can you fuck the robot? And they were like, what kind of idiot would make a robot you can't fuck? That too. That was actually that was actually the thing I was thinking of, so. <laughs> Same wavelength. Fuck yeah. Excellent. But so some yeah, robots it, don't want to fuck, and that's okay. Mm, yeah. Might not fuck all the robots. They are all definitely gay, though. Yes. yes. Yeah. Excellent. Also, big fucking mechs that also... Your partner, and they love you. Oh yes, I'm here for giant friendly. My cyberpunk weave ass is in full effect at the moment because as soon as you say, "What's a queer future like with robots?" You're gonna date the robots, and also mechs. I really like. There's this podcast called Friends at the Table. Not to plug somebody else's shit on this podcast, but this podcast called Friends at the Table. It's an actual play podcast. Every other season they do is like space sci-fi shit. And they have, it's just so good. It's all a bunch of, it's all queer people who play except for one guy who we're not sure what's up with him, but he's nice. And (laughs) just a bunch of gay robots, a bunch of mechas, like just like all this shit. And also they're gay. What's not to love? Right? It's very good. I've been watching. the mechas. Oh, sorry. Oh, yes. oh, I was just going to say, I've been watching Neon Genesis Evangelion recently, so, like, Ooh. also, that's kind of where my brain's at. Yeah, already in the headspace. Yeah. Do the mechs count also as our transportation? Sometimes. It's like Transformers, you know, where, like, sometimes they're a car. Uh, these ones, they don't have to be Transformers, but they can just, like, get you around, but then also, I feel like we should have Excellent trains and buses. Mm. Public transit. Not all of the robots are transformers, but they are all transformers. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'd be remiss if I didn't just point out right now that the word trans is in transportation, so, like, that already solves itself. Right? Transformers, transportation, transhumanism... Cyberpunk, look. It's for the gays. Yeah. We're already out here. 
I'm 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 yeah. on board. I'm on board. If we can keep the eighties aesthetic of cyberpunk and the transhumanism yes. and all that, but get rid of like the weird eighties xenophobia inherently tied in, I think that would be a good happy medium. Honestly, yeah. Into it. Get that late eighties, early nineties aesthetic, but without the shitty parts. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh there needs to be at least a billion more uh, trains and buses because uh, notoriously gay people can't drive. Mm. I have an expired permit, and that's it. I have two expired <laughs> permits, actually, because they fucked up my gender marker on one of them, so I have two. They're both expired. <laughs> I can't drive. Excellent. See, I can't even tell if that was, like, a rousing, like, um, defense of gay people's ability to drive or in agreeance with the statement that gay people can't drive. I don't know. Fair. Look, I'm capable of driving. I'm not good at it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so like a billion more trains and cars or not cars. A million more like trains. I want a plane between Philadelphia and New Jersey like just a little commuter. Yeah. Okay. Or those uh or the uh bubbles from Meet the Robinson. Okay. okay. Oh, yeah. How do we feel about hoverboards? Not like the ones we have now that explode. I mean like a real hoverboard, like Back to the Future style. I'm down. Cool. I want yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I'm willing to make them gay. If I mean, they're already gay, but like, you know, I'll adopt them. Okay. What if they leave a rainbow trail? Will that make them like... Yeah, see, there it Homosexual is. Homosexual putting rainbows in the chemtrails to make people gay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Alright, transportation. Covered. Solved Robots. it. Robots. Covered. Covered. What is the fashion of this gay gay future? Also, I feel like that's been covered. It's like late 80s, early 90s fashion. True. You're right. I posit additionally to that. Tits out. Yes. <gasps> okay. Tits yeah. out. Lasers. Like, I want it. Yes. 3D right, printed like, clothes. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, so All like right. a weird combo of like 80s, 90s, tits out, futuristic 3D printing. <laughs> yeah, I, I just want to free the nipple, you know? Uh, yeah, titties I just want to free the titty. It's it's July and I'm deep in binder s- uh, season right Ooh. now. If I oh, could... the mood, the mood, the mood, the mood. So like that's that's my futuristic mood is fucking tits out. Like I can't live like this. I want a futuristic binder that is better. Did you see? <laughs> and won't that... make me afraid. I'm hurting myself. Did you see that uh, that breathe one or whatever it was? Um... Hold on, I have to pull it up right now. Breathe chest binder. UK design student creates a smart chest binder for trans people. Hold on. Load. <laughs> you can't see it, but I'm like spinning my web browser around on my computer screen. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Please, for the love of God, will you load? Damn. Anyway, like there's like this hyper, hyper breathable binder where it was like, it has like a vacuum that can like compress and decompress so like you don't have to take it off but it'll loosen so that you can like have a break it was pretty cool that's so cool if the article ever loads i'll drop it in the chat all right well then maybe the future has arrived we'll see excellent 
All right, I'm All right. I'm on board for this queer queer future we've built. I hope it happens soon. Agreed. Thank oh, you so much is. for joining. Oh, you found it. I did. Hold on, I'm gonna drop it in the chat. All right. Not to interrupt well, your wrapping up, but no, it's cool. Oh, there it is. All right. Well, while while we investigate this, uh, is there anything you'd like to plug, Nico? Uh, yeah, so I, you can find me yelling on Twitter about all these things, but then also just, like, dumb anime shit or whatever is happening. I think last night I tweeted a lot about just taking advantage of being home alone to lay on the floor without being judged. Uh, follow <laughs> me at the Dade Poets. that's D-A-E-D, Poets. Uh, follow my all-queer, mostly non-binary uh, D&D podcasts at Hostile Pod on Twitter. We put out episodes every Monday. It's a good time. Um, I sell uh, anti-Freud hoodies and also gender shirts. Uh, teespring.com slash thedaypoets. I think the store is called in the, atri- in the entrance of academics. I think I'm done plugging all my shit now. <laughs> awesome yeah check that out everyone right. jen uh if you want to tweet things at me about our queer queer future um you can follow me at twitter um at underscore glitter goblin underscore and i link to my other social medias from there and as always you can find my gay agenda on facebook uh we and uh apple podcasts the itunes uh, you've, you can rate the show, you can subscribe to it. Uh, on Twitter, we are at Gay Agenda Cast, and on Patreon, uh, we actually have a, uh, for the first time, we have somebody who has donated enough money per month in order to get name recognition on all future episodes. So I'd like to give a shout out to Rachel Danger Zone Higgins. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that is one a dope name and two nice yeah uh she's asked me to come up with a new rachel uh insert cool name higgins every time so this time it's rachel danger zone higgins beautiful right into the beautiful sunset and if you want me to come up with cool nicknames for you on on this here podcast then you too do can join us as a patreon supporter yeah, yeah, go. Go do it. <laughs> uh, thank you again, Nico. Uh, it was so great talking with you. Thanks for having me on, and honestly, thanks for being willing to reschedule, because, fun fact, the first time we were supposed to do this podcast, I totally just forgot because work had kicked my ass, and then I got an email <laughs> the next day, and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> I'm glad we caught you. It, it was going to happen eventually, yeah. one one day or another. I'm glad I got to be on here. Y'all are really fun. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. You were delightful. Aw, thank oh, you. Oh, right. And I, I never talk about this, but if you, listener, want to be on My Gay Agenda or know any other queer people who would want to be on a podcast talking about their queer experience, uh, you can reach us at info, like short for information, at mygayagendapodcast.com. Just like Nico did. It's true. I did that. (laughs) Yeah. Jen, want to sign us off? All right. Until next time, put this on your gay agenda. Fight the power. Love yourself. Find something little to celebrate today. You're doing great. Celebrate it.
Yeah. Party. <laughs> and fuck the police. And fuck the police. Also that. Excellent. And that's our gay agenda. That's our gay agenda. That's our gay agenda. We just want to exist. That's all staying in, by the way. Good. Perfect. Yeah. Good. It's important. Great. It's in. Wow. Okay. No, please cut that part out, though. <laughs> Which part? <laughs> the part where I can't say the word important. Oh, yeah. No, I'll cut that. Cool. Thanks. Wink. Wait. <laughs> Did you just say wink? No, 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 no. It's cool. Wink.